Welcome to Ideal Conditions, a Polygon podcast. From controlling temperature and humidity in buildings and food plants to restoring critical documents like x-rays and rare books, we're here to explore the challenges and solutions for interior climate management and remediation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Ideal Conditions, a podcast from Polygon. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the show. Today on the show, we're going to be discussing flat roof drying, and we have two experts from Polygon who are joining us to talk about flat roof drying and how things have been done in the past and some alternatives that are available now. And joining me here on the podcast is John O'Haver. He's a business development specialist up in the Northwest with Polygon. John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Tyler. Absolutely. Thrilled to have you on, sir. And we're also joined today by Kevin Lockhart. He is uh, he is the National Operations Manager at Polygon. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, guys, when it comes to flat roof drying, let, let's start off just about some of the negative effects of having moisture saturation on a roof. So, um, either one of you guys, Kevin, let, maybe let's start off with you. What are some of the negative effects of moist, moisture saturation on a roof? Well, when you can uh, when you get moisture well, within a roof surface, there's there's several things that can happen. Um, the degradation of the materials within that roof can can really be a, have a negative impact on on the building. Um, and then over the long term, you can also start to have structural integrity issues, whether materials are rusting or, or like I said, degrading over time. Um, you also tend to lose the R value of the insulation that's in there, which can have some some longer term uh, effects as well. Uh, an energy cost, and then it can just really deteriorate the overall longevity of lifetime of that roof uh, system. Absolutely. And John, anything that you'd like to add on to, to Kevin's answer there, just the negative effects of moisture accumulation on a roof? Well, like like with any, uh, with any structure or any situation where you've got moisture trapped into an enclosed area, um, you're, you're going to be battling mold growth, microbial growth, uh, inside that space and where there's nobody living in this space, uh, it, it can grow pretty rapidly, uh, especially under the right conditions. So that, that could be going on as well. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. And Kevin, you mentioned something also that I, I think is interesting and that might be some, some hidden costs in, in HVAC systems and, and things along those lines from that moisture saturation. Can you go into a little bit more detail on what that looks like and maybe some of the hidden costs of moisture saturation that people might not necessarily see or immediately be aware of? Well, uh, within most uh, roofing systems, there's going to be an insulation value and insulation in there for the outside elements. And as the insulation gets wet and loses its R value, uh, the the building HVAC system is going to have to work that much harder to overcome whether it's heat or, or cold from the exterior. So, uh, over time, as that R value degrades, uh, it just becomes harder and harder for that HVAC system to, to keep up. So it's working harder. It can have uh, lifetime issues for that. It can also, or it will also increase your cost in energy to, to keep that running. So uh, that's that's the main effect from the R value lost. Absolutely, absolutely. So when it comes to to re-roofing, which is um, something that, that that building owners and, and, and operators surely know about, uh, John, tell us a little bit about how costly it can be to re-roof a building. Well, um, not being a roofer, we're, you know, we're a technical drying company, but the conversations that we're having with uh, specialists that are in that field, uh, you know, depending on the size of the roof and depending on the materials and, and depending on the location of the roof, it, it can be extraordinarily expensive. I've, I've heard up, upwards of, you know, $25, $27 a square foot 
um, to re-roof a building. So it's, yeah, it's not free. <laughs> as, as, as nothing in life is, but certainly some things are more costly than others. And so uh, definitely worth, uh, worth discussing. Uh, just ha- maybe some alternatives to that. But, but um, Kevin, tell us a little bit about how people have traditionally approached um, drying roofs. Is that something that's, that's ever really happened before? Not, not traditionally. Um, typically what has happened in the past is a, if there's an issue with the roof, it's usually cut apart, ripped apart. Uh, it goes back in the, uh, uh, it's just easier or has been easier in the past without other solutions to, to rip it apart and then re-roof. Um, it's similar to the thought process in restoration before um, there was really a, a push to restore buildings instead of uh you know, cut everything out after a water damage. So it, it follows that path of thought that if we can if we can restore these roofs rather than rip them up, there's going to be cost savings and, and, and several other uh, positive impacts just from doing it a different way. So we're, we're trying to look at doing things a different way rather than the traditional how we've always done it, rip it off and replace it. There's got to be a better way is how we're looking at it. So, John, maybe kick us off and tell us a little bit about this different way, this different approach. Um to just ripping an entire roof off and, and starting over. Yeah, I'll tell I'll, I'll piggyback on what Kevin was just saying. You know, the 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 traditional tear off when you when you start thinking about what happens to a business that's that's trying to operate inside that building. You know, if if it's a hospital, hospitals tend to put their surgical rooms on the top floor of the building. So now you've got now you've got that impact. If it's a school, uh, you're trying to um, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to accommodate, you know, everything that's going on in that school year round. If it's, if it's an office building, apartment building, you know, there, there's a lot of things going on in these buildings and, and being able to, to dry the roof in place without it being torn off uh, is, it has a pretty dramatic impact on the, on business interruption and, and helping to avoid that. Kevin, do you want to follow up on that and tell us a little bit more about drying in place and, and what that looks like and what that process entails? Well, it's, it's, uh, it depends on the, the structure. Um, you know, roofs are built differently. There's different compositions and makeup. But uh, in, in general terms, it's, uh, it's very similar to how we have traditionally dried out uh, a, a building or a, or a gym floor or a different type of substrate where you have uh, a concept of a push-pull where we're we're pushing dehumidified air into one side. It's traveling through the uh, cracks and crevices of the underneath the roof surface, uh, and then being pulled out by high pressure pumps on another end. Um, not the most sophisticated system, but it's more the manner that it gets installed and knowing how to do it, um, how to use those tools the right way, uh, and trying to em- em- employ some newer technology to monitor and, and see how that's it's progressing. Um, and that's the the standard way of looking at it from from a um, overall perspective. So little nuances here and there about different ways of doing it, but really pushing, pushing dryer in one side, pulling it through the roof and then uh, um, ejecting it out the other side and measuring the, the amount of moisture entering the roof and then coming out on the other side. And when those reach equilibrium, when the same amount of moisture going in is the same amount as coming out, you've reached a point where you're close to, to getting some, some real um, surface measurements to, to get the final approval that that roof is dry. So we're monitoring over time as the air is going in and out and then getting closer to some more invasive and uh, uh, in-depth probing for the um, qualification, if you will. So John, we obviously talked about the cost associated with re-roofing. What are some of the benefits 
um, when it comes to, uh, to to what we're talking about here when it comes to drying in place. Tell me some of the benefits and, and, and how this can end up benefiting building owners, operators, people along those lines. Well, I, I think one of the one of the leading uh, benefits uh, would be something we just uh, mentioned earlier, and that would be business interruption uh, and all the costs and associated with that. But also, uh, you know, risk management. There's there's uh, there's risk associated with tearing off a roof. Uh, there's risk associated with having um, uh, that the demo phase and the and the the re-roofing phase. Um, but also, you know, right right now there's um, everybody's pretty much aware of all the supply chain issues that are going on in the country right now. Um, and so what we've heard is that there, there's been quite a few commercial roofing projects that have been stalled because of that, uh, because of the supply chain issues that are going on. So we're, we're, we're definitely um, excited to, to really just have discussions and conversations with people that are concerned about about managing risk and and avoiding business interruption and and then just just the cost of of the overall cost of re-roofing their building, uh, you know we're, um, you know we're we're looking at at a significant cost savings uh, when we dry it in place versus re-roofing. It's not the perfect solution for every building. I know Kevin and I talked about have talked about that a lot. You know I'm being on the business development side. I want to do every single roof all the time, but it's not always the it's not always the best um, solution. It's got to it's got to be the right size and it's got to be the right material. And so there's some there's some investigating that we have to do um, in order to qualify the the project for for roof drawing. But uh, but there's there's been some some real interest uh, on the on this front. Absolutely, Kevin. Is there anything you want to piggyback on from from John's comments just on the benefits of uh, of utilizing this method? Well, I think the obvious ones are cost and, and business interruption, but the one that I think is uh, really important um, for, for me is just sustainability and where we're going in the future and trying to move to a mentality of, of trying to, to save things rather than just rip them out and replace them all the time. Uh, so, you know, with this type of a solution, you think about the, the materials that uh, aren't being ripped out, replaced, going to the dumpsters. Uh, more materials being built, the energy that goes into that, the, the energy that goes into bringing those materials, the trucks, the, you know, when you start thinking about everything that goes into replacing the roof on a large building, if it can be dried in place, it's a significant uh, step towards a more sustainable process. Uh, I think that's that's one of the important things that, that might get overlooked and overshadowed by cost and bus business interruption, but it's really important to, to realize this has an environmental impact as well. Yeah, that's that's a good point, and I'm glad you brought that up um, to, to add that in as well, because it's, it's certainly something to keep in mind. And as businesses become a little bit more conscious of that as well, um, Kevin, are there any examples that you can share, uh, maybe proof of concept of this um, from from previous examples, from other projects that you've done? Can you share some examples of, of maybe some of the success stories that you've had? Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a similar process to to drying out, like I had said, a, a gym floor where you're pushing and pulling the, the the moisture through the roof, and we have done a proof of concept in. Uh, at a, uh, a facility in Oregon over the past three months where we partnered with uh, several other contractors, a, a roofing company, engineering company to really do uh, studies and see how the moisture traveled through the roof and how it really worked. And it went very well on a 2000 square foot roof. Uh, John was heavily involved uh, on the front end. Uh, the operations team uh, jumped in and, and, and helped out kind of figuring out the best way to solve some of the uh, the problems and uh, overall has gone very well as a, a proof of concept and some other um, 
projects on the horizon to, to continue that in the future. John, is there anything you'd like to add to, to Kevin's comments just about seeing this work in practice and, and what this looks like? Uh, he summed it up really well. I, th I would think the one thing I would add is that the uh, the feedback that we got on on the um, uh, one of the projects that we did was they were uh, the, the client was surprised at uh, how the effect that this uh, the drying had on the actual concrete. You know, they were looking for drying of the roofing materials that sit on top of the concrete, but they were they were very pleasantly surprised at how the concrete itself had had dried out. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Well, guys, as we start to wrap up our conversation here today, um, discussing flat roof drying and, and some alternatives to the previous way of just re-roofing everything, um, I would love to uh, to get some final thoughts, some some conclusion statements, or whatever you want to leave our listeners with here today following this episode. So, Kevin, let me kick it to you first, just for any final thoughts, any conclusions you'd like to leave our audience with here today. Well, I think uh, we're taking a concept that, that we know works, and we're trying to put a, a, a new technology spin on it using uh, our our system called Exact Air, where we're monitoring uh, the system remotely and able to go online and see conditions of the air going in and out of the system and really monitor it without having to make multiple trips to the site. So uh, beyond just the traditional, we're drawing a substrate out, we're also trying to employ technology to really make it a smarter solution, uh, a more friendly, uh, you know, environmentally friendly, less trips to the job site, all these things. So uh, that, that that's the last thing I, I would say is just the technology element we're employing to this this solution, I think, um, is really one of the differentiators for, for how we're putting it in place. Absolutely. Absolutely. John, any final thoughts, anything you want to leave our listeners with here today? I, I would just say when it comes to flat roof drying, I think, I think the, you know, anyone listening to this or tuning into this should probably think of flat roof drying like you would, um, you know, a simple medical procedure versus open heart surgery. Um, we're, we're offering uh, you know, something that's kind of outpatient versus, you know, general anesthesia and having your chest opened up and all that. So, yeah. <laughs> that's a really good way to put it and a really nice kind of comparison, just that this isn't a major thing. It's uh, it, it, it can be an outpatient procedure for your roof. And so a, a great way it's, to put it. Yeah. A great way to put it. John yeah. O'Haver and Kevin. Far less invasive. <laughs> Much less invasive for sure. For sure. John O'Haver and Kevin Lockard. Guys, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast today and sharing a little bit more about flat roof drying and um, some of the benefits that you can uh, you can achieve from taking maybe an alternative method here. And so great, great insights and, uh, and great explanation here today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Tyler. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of Ideal Conditions, a podcast from Polygon. Make sure to tune in for future episodes to get more insights and analysis like this on some of the topics that mean most to you. Uh, so stay tuned for that. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify for more. But for this episode, for my guests today, Kevin and John, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.